Welcome to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope you are equipped by this message from Pastor Tom Lively. For more information about our church, please visit foundationchurchfl.com. Was it good? Oh, it was good. Okay. What's it? A, A to A to F. Aaron's nice. He'll give you an A. I couldn't stand in my usual spot. People took it. So I was over here. I couldn't turn around and stare at you without it being obvious. So I didn't do it. I do want to say if the family's watching that left or people that left because there was no room, come back. We love you. We will make room. We will get out of this building. It'll be quite the sight when we're all together together and all together in one service. That'll be an interesting sight. You'll be able to see each other. Be praying over that. There's not a whole lot I can tell you. There are things in the works. But be praying over it. I can't tell you that they're etched in stone. They are in my mind by faith. They really are etched in stone. But, uh, but be ready to give too. If when we launch, be ready to give sacrificially and I will lead the way. But we need to go. People turned around. I had to park way down the service road today. I had no parking spot, nothing for me when I got here. So it is what it is. But it's a good problem to have. I love you all. God bless you for being here today. I hope you're ready for this now. If you're new, if you're new, be ready now. This is something that you may not have experienced for quite some time, if ever. So be ready because it's what we call the Bible. This is the Word of God. I'm going to preach. I do want to start off by telling everybody, listen, we are winning. You must stand. If you want to continue to win, you must stand. You cannot give an inch you do not give up any ground whatsoever. You don't give up ground to be nice. You don't strap on lies onto your faces to be nice. You don't do any of those things. Listen, you can be nice by not being nice. I'm never going to put on any of those things. I'm not going to be nasty to anyone either. Unless they want to come attack me or something, then, you know, then watch out. And you better be better than average. But we are winning. You need to understand that. And make sure that you're informed so that, he, so that he is the glory and the lifter of your head. You need to understand. See, I pray over these things. I will not yield this country. It, it is the church's job. You may think that's secular, but it is the church's job to occupy until he comes. Not yield ground. Occupy does not mean yielded ground. What that means is that you is conquered ground. We have come in to occupy. We are to occupy until he comes. Not yield until he comes. Not be nice until he comes. Not do what you're told by evil people until he comes. But we are to occupy until he comes. You saw some of the latest uh, court decisions that have come out. Vaccine mandate in the United States is dead. I'm telling you. Let the Australians have it if they want it. Let the Austrians have it if they want it. Let Great Britain and Canada have it if they want it. And where is their churches? They're gone. You know why? Because they're too nice to preach politics. This isn't politics. It's Revelation chapter 13. This is not politics. You don't yield. You don't just say, well, you know what? The mark of the beast is going to come someday. So I'm just going to grab my ankles and let it come. No way. 
You occupy. You hold your territory. If everybody else wants to yield, yet let them yield. If they want to be cowards, let them be cowards. If the ark churches want to be preaching the 14th chapter of love today, let them be preaching it. While they pretend nothing is going on, while they pretend that they closed for all of 2020, let them pretend. You must stand, and we are turning this thing around. Did you see the latest one? The latest, the latest court decision, the, the judge actually said there is no evidence that the vaccines stop transmission. So what's the point? It's funny. Funny, I believe that there's a chubby pastor in Inglewood, Florida, who's been saying that from day one. Somebody, again, will have to explain the science to me between what's the difference between me walking in the room and a vaccinated person walking in the room if they both shed the virus. Again, though, there's absolute fact responded to with absolute delusion, which is the delusion of our time. Or absolute fact responded to with absolute demonic agenda. And the church should be responding to those things. If that means that you get carted out of a building like this, then you go. Christianity is serious business. It's not some sort of religious Christmas time. It's serious business. It's not Santa Claus. It's not, listen, people think Jesus came to bring peace on earth. Who told you that? He specifically said in Matthew chapter 10, don't worry, this is not even the message yet. He specifically said in Matthew chapter 10, verses 34 through 36, do not suppose. Do you know what do not suppose means? Do not suppose. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He saved the easiest for last. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. There's probably people in this room, and I hope that you've repented, that have strapped on masks so that other people didn't feel uncomfortable around you. Tell them to take those masks, turn them sideways, and shove them up their own caboose to their face. I know you're afraid to applaud that. That's fine. You don't have to be like me. Do what Jesus tells you to do. I'm not telling you to be like me. I will tell people to turn things sideways and shove it up their own cabooses. I will. Especially the, ma the, the vaccines, which that'd be tough to turn that bad boy sideways. Jagged needle on the end. Woo! Preparation H time after that one. When you have a federal judge tell the president of the United States that there's no point to your mandate because there's no evidence that proves any, any version of what it is that you're pushing, we're winning. We are winning. And listen, you, I, I don't necessarily get into Republican and Democrat stuff, but here's the thing. Because the Republicans are cowards and the Democrats are evil, so you pick one, one or the other. The Democrats move the line and the Republicans hold the line. The, Repu the Democrats will steal all your freedom. Republicans will give you a certain percentage back and act like they're doing you a favor when you've already lost a certain percentage for forever. That's what's really going on, which is fine, but here's the thing. Right now, it's historic. Something's going to happen in 2022 that you have never seen before. 
I'm telling you, it's going to happen. And these are not weak-kneed, spineless conservatives that will be elected. We're, listen, this country is different than Australia. In a minute, I'm going to show you Australian COVID camps. Oh, those are conspiracy theories. Really? Their own news is there. COVID camps. And again, I just want to applaud all the COVID caving Christians. Because you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill should not be hidden. So when all the world looked up to the church, the city on a hill, they saw the church with a quarantine sign on it. The sick are not welcome. We are closed. We are using wisdom. And because of that, there's COVID camps, which are, by the way, are not just opening. There are already three of them open in Australia. They just had us, and they say, they tell you, someday I might get to this message. <laughs> They'll tell you, you know what, it's voluntary. Oh, really? Then why were three people, three teenagers escaped, arrested and brought back? They're liars. They are of their father, the devil. And they want to carry out their father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. For there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of lies. That's who they are. Jesus speaking. John chapter 8, 44 and 45. That's who these people are. But what was that was ushered in by a COVID caving church. The world looked up and saw, hey, church in Australia, what should we do? Oh, we've already closed because we're a community partner and a good neighbor. We want to know that's not what you do. Even if they disdain you, you stand. You're not here to be a people pleaser. Do you ever read, do you ever read Galatians chapter 1 verse 10? For do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I could not be a slave of Christ, could not be a bondservant of Christ. I don't care if it makes sense to them. Well, you know, we're trying to contain a virus. Who cares? 99.9% .9 survival virus, cram it. We're staying open. Well, we're going to come arrest you. Then bring it on. We're going to show up at your door in our brown shirts and force vaccines on you. Bring it on and you better be armed. You bring your bullet, I'll bring mine. I'm not kidding. And so you want to have your mandates and you can have your mandates. By the way, you can't even, you can't eat in the Northern Territory of Australia. You can't leave your home to go get food. That's absolute fact. It's written down in their edicts. It's on the news. It's not right wing conspiracy theory. Just like they tell you the great reset and the world economic forum is all conspiracy. theory. They have their own websites. They have their own convention every year in Davos. Biden sitting there, Leonardo DiCaprio, George Clooney, all the people that want to take everything away from you so that you'll own nothing. They'll own everything and you'll be happy, allegedly. That's what it's all about. It doesn't matter how many of the great unwashed they kill either. It never has mattered to them. Look back at history. You have Germany right now. Can't buy, sell, trade, or travel in Germany without your mark of the beast. Oops, I'm sorry, your vaccine passport. On trains right now. I should, have, I should have made Will find all that video too. On trains in Germany, in restaurants in Germany. You can't sit there. You sit there like that and here come the cops. Show me your papers. 
Show me your paper. Let me make QR code. And then the church preaches what? Why aren't you preaching shine? Why aren't you preaching stand? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand, therefore, and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That's what you should be doing. That's what you should be preaching. You should be preaching power, not worldly love. Not worldly concession. Not worldly virtue signaling. Oh, look at us love. Look at us love by lying. Locked every, every single country and every single state in on the globe, in the United States and on the globe, that has extreme measures, lockdowns, vaccine mandates, and masking are through the roofs. And everybody, just so you know, it will come out because I prayed that it would. The truth will come out. 80% of the people dying right now of COVID-19 are fully vaxxed. That's the truth. Now they're lying in the United States. Omicron. There hasn't been a soul yet that's been tested that's unvaxxed that has it. Where did it allegedly start? First of all, it really started in Europe, but they're crediting South Africa because South Africa has a very low vaccination rate. So it's very politically expedient for them to blame South Africa. It started in Europe, but I'll use their narrative. They say that it started at a Christmas party in November. You couldn't get into the party without being fully vaccinated with your vaccine passport. And 24 people contracted Omicron in there. You couldn't serve in there without your vaccine passport. You couldn't go ho, ho, ho in there without your vaccine passport. Nothing. And yet I wouldn't be allowed in that room. Hadn't been a soul yet. I'm telling you right now. And I know most of you have heard these stats before. But it's, it's on the UK.gov website. 82% of their COVID deaths are fully vaxxed. Some people say 86%. Fully vaxxed, 75% of their hospitalizations fully vaxxed. Israel has the exact same stats. And so does Australia. And they're lying to everybody. And they tell everybody, you know what the solution is? Go get vaxxed again. And then what do the people do? You think they'd stand. They line up around the corner for their boosters. But I can show you, though, we're the, we are the majority. I can show you. Never in my lifetime, never in my lifetime. We showed the videos last night, whether it was, whether it was in Serbia, whether it was in Australia, whether it was in Italy, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people are standing. You need to be praying over that. Australia must stand. They just passed in Victoria, Australia, the largest state. That's where Melbourne is. They just passed to give unfettered, unlimited powers to Dan Andrews. I'm like, what does it matter? That's the governor. Absolute COVID tyrant who himself makes everybody wear masks. But just like London Breed and Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden don't wear them when they don't think people are watching. Because they're not afraid of that which they're telling you to be afraid of. What do we do about this? Matthew chapter 17, 19 through 21. Here comes the message. We'll be out of here in two hours. (laughs) Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? Now, let me ask you this. Let's make this personal. Have you ever gone to God and said, why can't I do something? 
And I'm not talking about that you did it 10 years ago. You sat, you laid hands on somebody and they were not healed. You prayed for something and it did not happen. Have you ever gone to God himself and said, why could I not cast it out symbolically or actually? Have you ever said that? Most Christians will never say that because the blame would go on them. People don't want to be blamed for anything. Learn to be like me. If you've screwed up your life as bad as I have, and you're the problem in your house, as I always am, learn to accept blame. If you're the jerk in your house, go to your spouse, grab him or her by the head and say, it is me, I am sorry, I repent. Learn to be okay when it's your fault accepting blame. This is not the YMCA where everybody gets a participation trophy and everybody's called a winner. There are winners and there are losers. Ask the people that are in hell. There's no participation. Oh, you know, we're just gonna let you into heaven. That's not gonna happen. Narrow is the way and few find it. Out of the 8 billion people that are living on earth right now, maybe 1 billion will go to heaven. How dare you say that? I didn't say that. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Jesus speaking. Matthew seven thirteen and 14. So the disciples come to him privately as they should. Why couldn't we do it? Remember Jesus just got done berating them. The boy is filled with a demon. They can't cast it out. The demon throws the boy into the fire. The demon throws the boy into the water. The father comes to the disciples and said, can you help me? Sure, we can help you. Oops, couldn't help them. So Jesus says to them, how long am I going to be with you? How long should I put up with you? See, those words haunt me in a good way. Because I know what his expectations are coming out of, out of Mark chapter 16, 17, and 18. These signs will follow those who believe. I know, listen, I know what John chapter 14 verse 12 says. Greater works than these you will do. So why isn't that happening? So I ask God, why can't I cast it out? Why can't I melt that tumor? Why did that person die when I prayed over them? I want to know. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, how dare you preach that? I dare to preach anything that's in this Bible. Because that's what he said. Well, that hurts my feelings. Don't care. I love you too much to care about your feelings. I'm telling you right now, the lifesaver doesn't care about the feelings of the persons whom life, whose life they're saving. If you're drowning, do you care if they grab you by the hair and pull you up? Well, that's, the, that's my ministry. Still save your life. You may not like the way I save it, but I'll save it. Because it's the word of God. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing. Listen, piercing even to the dividing of soul and spirit. It hurts feelings. Learn to be okay with it. When you're to blame anyway, which I am, 
Learn to be all right with it. Some of you need to humble yourselves. I can sense it in the room. I can sense spouses thinking, he needs to do that today. <laughs> you need to say you're the jerk. And listen, by the way, if you're the moody one in your house, you're the jerk. I don't care how you justify it with your lineage or your heritage. Well, I'm Italian, or I'm Irish, but then everybody qualifies. What does German Irish make me? Kind of a Nazi leprechaun? Learn to acknowledge it. You can ask, she's sitting in here. There's my wife right there. Ask her. You can ask her. I can't get to her before you do. Ask her, is he a master of apology? I am. She's not. But I have to, but luckily she doesn't screw up as often, so she doesn't have to master it as much as I do. There was one time I made her. I was like, you know what? I ain't talking to her until she apologizes. It's the rudimentary things like, did you feed the dog? Take out the trash. I'll talk to you then. But other than that, nothing. You want all of this? <laughs> You're going to apologize. <laughs> we did that right after church. We got in my truck and drove around for three hours and had it out. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief, they didn't say they were offended. You preach this in a Baptist church, nobody gets healed, or most Pentecostal churches where nobody gets healed. They'll all be offended. There wasn't a soul offended by the word of God here. The word of God is speaking the word of God. Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move here, move there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. Not Jesus, you. Until I am there, I will not rest day or night. I will not stop studying the word to show myself approved. A workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. I will not stop until every mountain that I say move, moves. That is the will of Christ Jesus concerning you. Period. Don't make excuses. Well, God has a plan. We just don't know what it is. That's a lie. To you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. Mark chapter 4 verse 11. Whatever you ask in his name, I will do. John chapter 14 verse 14. Ask and it shall be given you. Matthew chapter 7 verse 7. What needs to go out? How bait this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Well, you know what? If I pray enough and I fast enough, it will make God move. Prayer and fasting does not move God. It moves you. Fasting cuts down your unbelief. Why could we not cast it out? See, what happens is if you are a very carnal person, and most of us in this room, including me, are a carnal person, 
then in order for you to believe, you must melt that carnality. And that's what fasting does. It melts the ice wall of unbelief. And you are struggling with that unless miracles are routinely manifested in your life. If they are not, if you're like, well, I don't pray for miracles, then you are, you are carnal. Well, I'm, I'm exempt because I don't actually pray for them. You're carnal. You should be living in the miraculous. What fasting does is cause you to die carnally. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. That's those of you who are depressed, by the way. See, you're getting scared to say, yep, now, aren't you? Been raised too long in these public schools. When I was going to public school, when I was a kid, there wasn't a soul in there taking drugs. And now about 40 to 50% of the kids are taking drugs. And I'm talking about scheduled narcotics. There are felonies to possess outside of a prescription. If you're depressed, you're carnal. You're a born-again believer and you struggle. I'm struggling to get out of bed today. Carnal. That's who you are. Acknowledge it. Again, take the blame. You're welcome. It's quiet in here when I talk about mental illness. Because it's all a sham for a believer. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. That's depression. Bipolar, that's depression. That's fear. It's all fear. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. 2 Timothy 1.7. You need help with that? What's the verse before that? Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of hands. Get somebody in your life that will believe for you and get their hands on you and get rid of your depression. What are you depressed for anyway? You're going to heaven. So what needs to go out? How bait this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. What needs to go out? We occupy this territory. But there's demons in the land. Demons aren't allowed in the land that the church, the army of God occupies. They're not the demons of vaccinations, the demons of vaccine mandates and passports, the demons of masks and closed churches are not allowed. I don't care how many churches wrap their arms around the demons, they're still demons. Even though they're hand in hand, tiptoeing through the tulips together, they're still demons. And for us, they must go out. I told you this last week, one power packed church in America can turn this entire country around. I'm telling you right now, when we start, I've already had people approaching me. When we start praying over people for the vaccine to be leached out of their body and they go in for a test and there's no evidence of it, the news is coming for us. Bring them on. I want your, all publicity is good publicity. Bring it on. I remember when they parked out here in, on Easter 2020 because we were open and jam-packed full, crawling all over each other, slobbering all over each other. Love it. Let them film it. You jerks, go out there and put, set it up. Bring it on because we'll bring glory to Christ. We'll bring glory to Jesus. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. Go ahead and lift them up. 
We'll show you the test. When we start raising the dead, when we have mass salvations and mass people standing against these government dictates, we'll turn this whole country around. We're not the only ones, but I can tell you there's only a few outposts and we are one of the outposts of freedom. Ephesians 6, 12, what must go out? For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. You are free. You're absolutely, that, that's 2 Corinthians 10, 3. You are free. You don't have to hate anybody. You don't have to be offended by anybody. You don't have to spend all day mad. I told you this last week or the second service. I've turned from that. I don't spend all day now looking at Twitter going, okay, well, what's Steve Bannon's viewpoint? What's Sean Hannity's viewpoint? What's Tucker Carlson's viewpoint? What's Jack Posobiec's viewpoint? What's Kurt Sleekster's uh, viewpoint? The same incident looked at 47 times. I don't spend my day doing that anymore. My wife has forbade me. She's like, you can't spend all day staring at that stuff. It just hardens your heart. We don't have to spend all day mad. Let, listen, a demon's going to do what a demon's going to do. A virus is going to virus. You do not have to spend all day mad. A person dominated by carnality is going to do what a person dominated by carnality is going to do. You're free. It is for freedom that Christ has set you free. You're not attached to any person. If your husband happens to come around and become the man of God that you want him to be, great. If he doesn't, you're free. You won't be married in heaven anyway. You're like, Tom, that doesn't sound like, very, it doesn't sound like something very inspirational for your marriage. The greatest thing you can do is set each other free. Stop making that person the point of your life. The focal point of your life. I'll be happy if you make me happy. Carnal. And also, idolatry. There is no human being on the planet that will ever make you happy consistently. For those of you who are newlyweds, I know you still believe that. Good luck with that 10 years from now. (laughs) After you've seen each other naked 578,000 times, the luster wears off. I say whatever I want. If those of you are like, what does he do? Listen, I don't cuss. I don't swear. You can ask anybody who knows me who's never heard me cuss one time. But anything else, I say whatever I want. (laughs) We wrestle not against flesh and blood. You're free. You don't have to be mad anymore. Fight the enemy. 2 Corinthians 10.5. Casting down imaginations. Yours and everybody else's, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself up against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Is that what happened at the onset of COVID? Did the church bring, into, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of the word of God? Absolutely not, because they started saying, we believe the word of God, but you have to use wisdom. That's heresy. That's not a Bible verse. For since in the wisdom of God, listen to this now, 1 Corinthians 121, I've preached it for the last three weeks. For since in the wisdom of God, now we want his wisdom, right? For since in the wisdom of God, the world, 
through wisdom, did not know God. And then the church says, let's use our wisdom. That's the path to not knowing God. Which, how do you know God? His word says it. I believe in it. I stand in it no matter what. That's what that, that is Christianity. Period. No additions, no subtractions. Add thou not to his word, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Proverbs 30, verse 6. 2 Thessalonians 2, 3 through 12. Going to camp here for a little bit. What are we fighting against? What needs to go out? What needs to, what, what is it that we should be praying and fasting for to go out? Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. Sorry, Calvinists. You can never lose your salvation. I was told in the multiple books that I've read about the Bible, instead of actually reading the Bible, that I could never lose my salvation. What does falling away mean then? Well, what the Baptist church has told me is that, you know what, what that means is those are people that never got saved. Then how can they be falling away? Absolute fact responded to with absolute non-biblical delusion. But it fills churches and fills pastors' pockets Love of money is the root of all evil, even if it's a pastor doing it. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. Don't sit there and try to find out who is it. Is it him? Is it her? Is it him? Is it him? Whatever it may be. Is this, an, is this a prophet of the Antichrist? Just recognize evil and relax. Enjoy your life. That's evil. God, I thank you that I have nothing to do with that. I'm glad I'm not a part of this economy. I pay my tithes, so therefore I know I'm part of God's economy. By the way, if you're not paying your tithe, you're not. You're robbing God every single day of your life. Will a man rob God? Malachi 3, 8 through 11, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. Let all the tithes go into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me thou in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that you will not be able to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. That's all tithing. And I, well, I'm not going to do that. Why? Look at me now. Come on. All you non-tithers. I told you, I say anything I want. Tom, aren't you afraid that we won't come back? No. I don't surround myself with people anyway. I wander this earth all alone to be, I, my family, that's it. But really, I'm a solitary man. I'm not worried, worried about people's approval. You don't preach like me and podcast like me and worry about being loved. You don't. So I'm looking you in the face and I'm saying, you need to tithe today. Well, I need to get some things in order. Bull crap. That's a lie. Go write the check today. There's a pastor after me. Don't write it to me then. Don't write it to Foundation Church. Give it to somebody else. I want you to be blessed. You should bring it here in a biblical standard. But if you don't trust me and you think I'm after your money, then that's fine. Bring it somewhere else until you find out whether you can trust me or not. Come and follow me around for a week and you'll know that I do not live some sort of exorbitant lifestyle on your dime. I don't even have a car. 
my truck's gone. My son stole it. I can't sit in it anymore because it's all sticky and there's french fries stuck to things. It's over. I'm not going to try to reclaim it. I'd have to hire a repo company to actually officially bring it back into my ownership. I drove my wife's car to church. I don't even have a car. You think you're worried about me? What's your excuse? The rob from God every day. And, to, and when you do rob from God, that means you're plugged into Biden's economy instead of Yahweh's. I'll take Yahweh. I'll take him. The son of the, the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped. So that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things. And now you know what is restraining. I want you. See, I'm not much for pronouns. Some of you got that. Some of you didn't. All the world, all the sinful, demonic world is about pronouns. He, she, them, all that garbage. But we need to pay close attention to them here. And now what? Remember that four-letter word, what? What is restraining the man of sin, the son of perdition? What is restraining that he may be revealed in his own time? So notice the very first thing the word of God, the Jesus says, is what is restraining you need to understand something, that we will never be conquered. The church, as long as there is an occupying church, the worst of the book of Revelation cannot happen. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world. You can't deny that. That's the book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 10. He will keep us from the hour of trial, the, the thing that will come and test the entire world. As long as you have an occupying, spirit-filled, non-bending church, the son of perdition is restrained. Listen to the transference, verse 7. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. We've seen that. AOC, in her splendorous wisdom has come out and said, I don't believe there really is mass looting. <laughs> absolute proof. Just like Rittenhouse. Absolute proof. On video. And you charge him three times with murder. He's being hit over the head with a skateboard. A man points a loaded nine millimeter with a chambered round at his face. On video. And you as a prosecutor charge him with murder and attempted murder. Absolute fact. Responded to with absolute delusion is the delusion of our time. There is video after video after video of organized thugs. Organized gangs breaking into Louis Vuittons and stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of goods. And AOC... Says she doesn't believe it's happening. Well, that's good. Jesus said it. Because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. John chapter 8, verse 45. The same thing. 
For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Don't tell me you have, because if you do, you're lying. You're a lying dog-faced pony soldier. <laughs> Don't tell me you've seen this before in your life, because you haven't. Not unless you're older than 53. Because I have never seen, I'm not talking about things that happened in L.A. with Rodney King. I'm talking about right now where life ostensibly is normal. Where people just organize themselves into marauding thugs in broad daylight, waltzing into Walmart, taking every big screen TV they have while security just stands there. Wow, and people are filming it. Nobody's stopping it. Cops don't stop it. All the Democrats are making theft no longer a criminal offense. You've never seen that before in your life. I haven't. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. These are the beginnings of sorrows. But it has nothing to do with you. Don't start hearing ominous music. There is nothing like that for you. I don't care what happens with the world. There is nothing like that for you if you are redeemed of the Lord. You are blessed, highly favored, and you will have an abundant life. Have your kids, buy your houses, buy your cars, enjoy yourself. That's what I'm doing. Nothing stops me from enjoying myself, period. I do the same. I've never, I've not changed one thing. Not one thing. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so. Now notice, before the word of God said, what is restraining? Now it says, he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Who is he? What is he? No, no. It's us. The body of Christ. We are the restraint. You are the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. John chapter 8, verse 12. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. The church, his body. It's all glory and honor to him because we are the church. Because of the reward of salvation, which is the Holy Spirit. Which your body is the temple thereof. We are what is holding it all back. The reason why you've seen the, seen the countries that have completely caved, whether it's Germany, where cops are on trains checking people's papers, which should rivet your soul. Those who do not study history are doomed to repeat it. The last time, don't tell me you saw that either. Most, there's not a soul in this room old enough to remember any, when you were actually, I don't mean that you, that you saw videos of it when you were a child. I'm talking about live through it in the 1930s where you had, you had Hitler's soldiers and the Gestapo going house to house, checking people's papers. And a soul saw that you've never seen it in your lifetime until now. And there's most churches today are, are not, not preaching about this at all. Not a word acting like it's not there. Because the love of most will go cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. They're not standing. Will, are they, will, they, will they be saved? I don't know. Not if they don't stand firm. Not if they take the mark of the beast. 
We are the ones who are now restraining. Germany has no church. Australia. Hillsong. Where are you? They have no church. If they did, the devil wouldn't be able to occupy because the church would be occupying. The reason why we have, the reason why we have a constitution, why is it? Because evangelical born-again believers wrote it and put it in place. The people who established the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution were fleeing what? Persecution. These were born-again Jesus people. That's why we still are alive. Canada has nothing. Canada just came out. Right, I showed, it on the, I showed it on the podcast last night. Canada's building COVID camps. What do they call them? Isolation facilities? 2,000 beds they've already got. For what? 99.9% survival virus, but it's all about your health. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. It is lawless. All of these politicians are doing things that go against the, this constitution and all the constitutions. They're just doing it anyway because it's a public health emergency. Devil's not stupid. I wish he was, but he's not stupid. He knew that people would cave. It's very easy to usher in the mark of the beast for a health emergency, but I'm telling you, it will not happen if we stand. You'll own this generation. Because we are restraining. He, the body of Christ, who now restrains, will do so until he is taken out of the way. How are we taken out of the way? Jesus comes in and scoops us off the planet. That's how. And then you know what? We'll be free then too. There's not a one thing. There's not one thing bad for you. Not a thing. To live as Christ and to die is gain. There's not one bad thing for you. There's not one ominous thing to look forward to. You're going to go from mountaintop to mountaintop, glory to glory. He's come to give you life and life to its full abundance. He's always caused you to triumph. John chapter 10, verse 10. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. You will triumph in all situations. I don't care how many ships are stacked off the coast of California. God will supply all your need. Philippians 4.19. Colossians 1.17-19. And he is before all things. Listen to how important the church is. And he is before all things and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body. The church. Who is the beginning. The firstborn from the dead. You're important. Start acting like it. I consider myself to be different. Do you consider yourself to be better than somebody who's lost? Yep. Not because of me. He's my righteousness. Mine's filthy rags. I understand that. But he's my righteousness. He's the glory and the lifter of my head. I don't walk into a room. I'm just the same as everybody else. A woeful sinner saved by grace. Look, I'll be lucky to make it. I don't behave like that. People may misconstrue it as arrogance. I don't care what they think. I'm not here. Do I persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? I expect when I walk into a room, people are taken aback. 
be taken aback. They hung Jesus on a cross and people are worried about offense. You think that, it, you, that your goal is to go along to get along? Close down your church just like they closed down Burger King and you think that's an attribute of yours? It's not. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead? That's us. That in all things he may have preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. That's the church. That's us. You're like, well, Tom, nothing really exciting is happening in my life. Yet you have not because you ask not. You don't want it. People, oh, you know, I'd like to preach like you. You don't want to go through the trials to preach like me. You don't want to be hated. Do you know what's said about me around this town? I, every single friend I've ever had that's attended this church is gone outside of the Dexters. Gone. Whew. Gone. You know why? From the Bible. When I, listen, I would tell you if I screwed it up. It's the Bible that gets them. You have to be willing to do that. Most of you aren't willing to say, God, what's the first step you have for me? What is it? Because, listen, I'm telling you, that first step's a doozy. <laughs> you aren't going to like it. For a lot of you, it'll be this. Ready? Look at me. Stop being a freaking jerk. Because it causes you to live in unbelief, living that carnally. Stop being all about yourself. It's people that walk in and out of this church and they have their own little boutique ministry. <laughs> that was Heather. They do. They have their own little things, whatever they do. They're all about this and they're all about that. And they want to come in here and do what they do. And I look them in the eye and I go, no. If you want to minister here, you will be here for a while before I allow you to do anything. As a matter of fact, I have to like you. If I don't like you, you're not doing nothing around here. Well, I'm offended and leaving. Bye. You're weird anyway. Go to the church down the road that's got 14 people, and they've had that for the last 74 years over seven different pastors. They'll let you in. And you, listen, people like that, you refuse to change. The fruit has no effect on you. You have no fruit, no salvations, no abundance. You're poor, but yet you're right. Don't let that be you. Are you, listen, I want to tell you this, Christians. Are you still fighting? I have an agenda and I'm going to fight for it. I'm going to be a jerk about it. Are you still doing that? Have you noticed how it never works? Look at me. Well, yeah, but I've been right the whole time. Are you sure? If it never works, your little offended temper tantrums, they never work. Tell me how they're working. Well, I feel like I'm right. That's not working. You feeling like you're right is not working. God is greater than our hearts and knows all things. First John chapter three, verse 20, whether your heart condemns you or whether your heart tells you you're right when you're wrong, 
God knows all things. And you still have an agenda that you've been spilling out into the church for decades. And all that God has done is isolate you and kept you from people. And you won't see it. You won't, you're like, how does a mean, screaming, ex-cop get to preach to thousands of people and I don't and I'm nicer than he is? Because when I'm corrected, I change. Yeah! You don't! So the doors stay shut. You're like, well, this doesn't really apply to me. I don't know why he's yelling at me. I'm not yelling at you then. If it doesn't apply to you, then it's nothing to do with you. Stop trying to find offense. You're a baby. Go to Kelly Angel. Knock it off. There's no fruit. You bounce from church to church. I'm offended here. I'm offended there. I'm offended here. I'm offended there. Okay. Congratulations. Well, I've been right the whole time. Well, even if you were, do you think that you're he who covers an offense promotes love? Proverbs chapter 17, verse 9. But he who repeats the matter separates close friends. Do you go with your offenses to another person? You may go straight to hell for that. All the while, you got everything else right in your life. You're sexually pure. You're not a liar. But you go straight to hell for gossiping. Whoops! Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? In thy name cast out devils. And in thy name done many wonderful works. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity, for I never knew you, you filthy gossip. But I was right the whole time. That's just, he who covers an offense promotes love. But he who repeats the matter separates close friends. Remember that. That's why God has kept you safely cordoned off. Stop being weird. Stop being offended. Stop with your boutique bullcrap ministries. Well, all I am, you know, I'm only on the book of Revelation. And I know exactly when Jesus is coming back. Heresy? Jesus himself said it. No one knows about the day or hour. Not even the angels in heaven, nor the son, but only the father. Matthew 24, 36. Stop. You're like, Tom, why do you, why do you preach about it? Because I love you. Why won't you look at your fruit? That's all I do in my life. And look at my fruit. And nothing to do with this message, but I want to set you free. As you will not be able, how bait this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting, you will cast nothing out until you escape the prison that you yourself have formed. Get out. Stop being moody. Stop being weird. Stop being depressed. Get into the word. Shut these, these screens off. And get in the word. First Timothy 3.15. But if I am delayed, Paul writes, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God. Listen, the pillar and ground of truth. What should we be all about? What sets people free? Knowing the truth, John chapter 8, verse 32, sets people free. How can they know, Romans chapter 10, verse 14, how can they call on the one they have not believed in? 
How can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? How can they hear without someone preaching them how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news? Well, we preach Jesus. No, you don't. Not if you're not preaching the Bible. Well, we preach Jesus. We just don't preach judgment. That's not Jesus. We preach Jesus. We just don't preach about sin. That's not Jesus. We preach Jesus. We just don't preach about the second coming. That's not Jesus. We preach Jesus, but we don't preach about hell or hellfire and brimstone. That's not Jesus. You're, you're, you're actually not preaching the word. You're actually violating Romans chapter 10, verse 14. How can they call on the one they have not believed in? Even if you're preaching your version of Jesus, you are denying them the true Jesus. We are supposed to be the pillar and ground of truth, which can hurt. The truth hurts. I've told you this a hundred times. There are mirrors in my house I do not use. There's one that's right next to, my, to our bed. I don't look at that one because it's a side angle. I scoot over to the bathroom one, which is more dimly lit. That looks pretty good today. The one in our room has big, giant, bright lights. I don't want that one. I will live in denial when it comes to my fat. But everything else, truth. John chapter 14, verse 16 and 17. We are the pillar and the ground of truth, and I will pray the Father. If you want out today, in these waning three or four minutes together, if you want out, it's only through the Holy Spirit. You're like, Tom, what about the word? The Holy Spirit authored the word. It is the sword of the spirit. And I pray the father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Do you think you're better than anybody? Yep. The world can't receive it. The world can't receive the word of God. I've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He is the glory and the lifter of my head. I do not walk around thinking that I am the same as the world because I'm not. Glory to Jesus. And I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. That he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he will be with you and be in you. You want out, he's your path. But he's going to make you. Look at me now. How many of you, you can, see, you can shout amen if you want. How many of you are type A people? So am I. Whole staff here is type A. This church. People get offended. They do work here. It doesn't rise to our specs. Our specs. It'll be fixed, whether you like it or not. Love you, do. But if the Gestapo comes around, Heather, namely, Aaron, the worst of all, my wife. This is a Type A church. Believe me, it is a Type. A church. I'm going to tell you something. For all of us who are type A's, God will make you be still. You want out? 
He's going to make you be still and know that he is God. He will. Psalm 46.10, he will make you be still. What does that mean? What does it mean to wait on the Lord? Isaiah 40.31, but those that wait on the Lord. What does that mean? Wait actually translates into waiter. Not stand there. Those that wait on the Lord. You can't wait on the Lord and be transfixed by a screen 24-7. He's going to make you be still. Turn that thing off. That may be your first step. Will you take it? Look at me. Oh, see the response that I just got? Everyone's like, what? How many of you are under 30? Shout amen. That was a week. You're afraid. You're afraid I'm coming after you. I'm not coming after you. How many of you are under 30? Amen. There was a time when these did not exist. And I will tell you this. I know what you're going to say. There he goes. One of those people walked, walked to school uphill both ways. All that, all the, one of those. Everybody was happier without him. I'm telling you, it's true. You you were what you were. There was no painting your image on Facebook or or Instagram for everybody to see. You know that just makes you anxious? To have to hold up a portrait? I mean, I want you to think about it. We don't have any portraits in this room. But I want you to think about what it's like. How many of you have portraits in your house? Big frame pictures. And you carry that around with you 24-7. This is who I want you to think that I am. You want out, the Holy Spirit will come in and say, this is who you are. Worship team, make your way. you got to be okay with it. I'm going to finish this how I finished several of these messages. I've given up on sermon series. I'm just going to preach. I don't know what to tell you. I've been liberated. Aaron sets me free all the time. His idea, seriously, his idea set me free all the time. I started looking, I'm like, Jonathan Shuttlesworth never names his message series. Rodney doesn't, they just preach. So I'm just preaching. Do whatever God tells me. I might name one every now, I don't know, I don't know. So if you're wondering how long is this message series going to last, eternity. (laughs) So I finished with this. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. And everybody needs to memorize these two verses. If you can, memorize them today. It doesn't take anything to do it. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is sacred and you are that temple. This gets mistranslated even by the new NIV and saying that this is talking about the whole church and not an individual person. That's wrong because that doesn't correlate with 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 and 20. Do you not know that you yourselves are God's temple? You yourself are God's temple. If anyone destroys you, 
Yahweh goes for them. And that's why I am telling you, we shall occupy until he comes. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Sit back, enjoy the ride, go after God in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for joining us. We know that when there are this many people in person or watching online, that there is a chance that some have not started a relationship with Christ. If that's you and you would like a relationship with Jesus that washes away the stain of sin, you will need to start by repenting of your sin, confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and asking him to be the Lord over your life. That means giving up control. If you have never prayed this or you have fallen away and want to return to the kingdom of life, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Lord Jesus, I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I ask you to forgive me for all of my sins and I now turn from them and I give you my life from this day on in Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, you are saved. Thank you for listening to Foundation Church's weekly message. We hope that you have been encouraged and empowered. If you would like to partner with us, please visit foundationchurchfl.com and click on Give.